Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Alhamdulillahi nahmadahu wa nasta'inu wa nasta'afiru wa na'uminu bihi natawakkalu alayhi wa na'uzu billahi min shayna afasina wa min sayyati amalina man yahdi allahu falamudillahu wa man yudlillahu falahadilahu wa nashadu la ilaha illallah wa'adahu la sharikalahu wa nashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasoolahu arsalahu bilhaqqi bashiran wa naziran bayna yadayas sa'a man yutri allahu wa rasoolahu faqad rashada wa ahtada ومن يعصي ما فإنه قد غوى وإنه لا يدر إلا نفسه ولا يدر الله شيئا إن خير الحديث كتاب الله غير حديث محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وإن خير الأمور يوازمها وشير الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة مدى وكل بدأة دلالة وكل دلالة في النار أما بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قال الله تعالى في الكتاب الكريم يا ايها الذين امنوا قوا انفسكم واهليكم نارا وقودها الناس والحجاره عليها ملائكه غلاظ شداد لا يعصم الله ما امرهم ولا يفعلون ما يؤمرون الله سبحانه وتعالى is reminding us in surah at-tahrim surah tauba ayah number 6 saying oh you who believe protect yourselves and your families from a fire whose fuel is people and the stones over which are the appointed angels harsh and severe they do not disobey the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is reminding us that the hell fire we all going to bring our own fire there so the people going to be the the fuel of the fire Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is commanding us in this ayah that we need to protect ourselves not only ourselves but also our families this is our duty placed to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala both the both the the, uh, the father and the, the mothers and how do we protect ourselves from the fire by com- by following the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so do what he has told us to do and stay away from what he has told us to stay away from As a believers we have made a promise to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to do that we will remain on this step and this remain on the, the uh, sirat al-mustaqim or the, uh, the straight path in this life so that we can raise our families that would also adhere to the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I just want to remind ourselves few backs a few weeks back in Michigan Dearborn Michigan We saw one of the uh, Dearborn, Michigan. We know that there's a large concentration of Muslims over there, and we had a, a school. We had a school system meeting over there, and that meeting, the the uh, the parents were protested in mass about the LGBTQ sex education curriculum that has been shoved down the throats of all the people, including the Muslims. And when you look at these some of the books some of the materials that is explicit it's reads like somebody's fantasy adult novel 
and giving instructions to the young kids, sometimes as as early, I mean, as 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 uh, as young as four years old, they are being indoctrinated about this LGBTQ agenda, the gender transition, the gender fluidity, the transgenderism, all these, the fahisha that you can think about is being pushed down through the school system onto the throats of the young kids. So that was a good example of the Muslims fighting back. And this is probably one of the earliest or, the, or one of the first ones that we see the Muslims are actually in this modern time <coughs> pushing back on this agenda. What's interesting in that protest that we saw, that there was actually a banner that read like, if democracy matters, we are the majority. Now that's interesting point. Because when you see this, this is the frustration that we see the warning over from the people. That whose rights, whose voice, and whose way of life truly matters. Because the people who are the, the lesbian, the gay, and, and the Akhamilud people, they are in a small minority in this country, and in the world at large. So why is their agenda, their way of life, and their values are being shoved in people's throats, which is a majority? So that actually gives you understanding of the system that we are in right now. The system is based on secularism, secular democracy. What does that secular democracy mean? Is that they remove the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as the arbiter of what is right, what is wrong. They remove the God from the, the public life. And there is no source of objective morality anymore. Whatever people think, whatever the law of the land made by the people, that goes. They don't look for the objective value system, objective morality. There is no absolute truth. Everything is relative. So that's where become the, the problem becomes. What we see is the, 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 the gradual degeneration of the system, the system values, the moral values, the family values. So we see that the evil of this Pamelut, LGBTQ, and then the alphabet soup keeps growing every day. It has turned into transgenderism, gender fluidity, urge to identify as anybody. So now you'll find people identifying as animals. You will find people who are identifying as dogs or, or as cats or as, uh, as some other animal. So there is no stopping to that. That fahisha and then this, uh, uh, what we see here. Well, we see that the school system is allowing and sometimes sponsoring and sometimes even uh, without the knowledge of the parents to give them the gender, uh, the, the puberty blocker, hormone therapy. So they will not turn into the boys or the girls that they're born into. And the parents don't even know about that. In the class, they are given the use of the pronouns, the opposite gender that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually created them. And they're given the, the hormone therapy to block their puberty. And they're given the option to go through the surgery, which is irreplaceable, irrecoverable. You cannot undo the surgery. So if it's a boy, they actually get, go through the knife and they're no longer boys. And the same with the girls. And what we see is that the, to add the insult to the injury, now the government-sponsored programs have actually started the websites and materials. This is pushed directly towards the Muslim kids. 
and they are trying to justify all this deviant behavior using the Quran. So there is no end to this, uh, this uh, mess that we see right now. So what we need to pause and realize, the brothers and sisters, what is the cause of this? When we peel back the onion, we understand that it's the secularism, which is the shajr al-khabisa, the wicked, evil, and vicious tree that keeps on giving its rotten fruits. This is secularism is the main reason, because you have taken God from the society, from the public life. When you take that away, then this becomes all up to the people. And some special interest, even though they're not majority, they are coming and dictating their values to the majority. So to be able to understand that, we need to actually understand how, uh, what really happened. There's a background, historical background. And also, what can we do about to address this mess? When we look at the, uh, uh, the most recent background, we know that the, the 9-11 happened in 2001. And since then, the United States and the West declared a war on terror, which enabled them to act the anti-terror laws. On the excuse, the fig leaf of the security, they started the right tapping, spying, and then a whole bunch of cases of entrapments, and we see that. And it became a norm in the masajid all across the West, including the US, the counter violent, uh, countering violent extremism, CVE, became the norm. And these initiatives were used to profile the Muslim youth. They used the media, they used the Hollywood to propagate the negative stereotypes against the Muslims because they hate the freedom. Freedom of the West and they're violent by nature and secretly always plotting the next attack at any moment. The propaganda accelerated quickly to convince the masses that the traditional Islamic principles are really backward and oppressive. That actually put the Muslims on the back foot. They immediately sat out talking about the Hollywood and the, the, the mass media to show the burqa clad women or hijab wearing women being subjugated that, need, that needed the Western feminists to, re, to rescue them from the clutches of Islam. Feminism had its own detrimental effect on the Muslims where men and women became competitors with each other, rather than being the partners and the cooperating to raise the next generation and to live the life of submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and make the, 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 the pleasure of seeking the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala being the objective of their life. Rather, because of these, these values, these six secular and feminist values, they actually turn the woman who's supposed to be the, the caretaker of the house, the caretaker and the, the, the one who will raise the next generation, become the producer and the consumer of the goods. To do what? To profit the capitalist elite. The Muslims, the imposition of the, uh, the capitalism, secularism, Muslim minds in both the East and the West, whether you see the US, UK, Europe, or even the Muslim lands here, they actually have encouraged and sometimes coerced the Muslims into becoming materialistic and individualistic. They don't care about anybody else. They care about themselves. Our focus has shifted from the Akhirah, seeking the, the good life in Akhirah, seeking the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to becoming, seeking the, mess, the next fad in the world. 
And we know about the fads, they come and they go. We are actually, are actually obsessed about getting the new phones, that every six months or a year, actually, it comes. We actually become obsessed with acquiring the big houses, the fast cars, the expensive vacations, and the design of it, and so on and so forth. Even when the people cannot afford it, they created a system to, uh, uh, to allow the bank loans and the credit cards to finance these, uh, uh, these, uh, these uh, wanton desires, essentially. So we, we see that there's a constant attack on our way of life. And these ideals, which are contrary to Islam, are the antithesis of Islam has led the Muslims, especially in the West, become defensive, apologetic about deen. We are trying to appear more like Americans, more like Westerners, than we're trying to become a Muslim, and we fear that somebody would label us as a Muslim. And the same story goes in the Muslim lands, essentially. One of the things actually Muslims did as a reaction to all of this that they start participating in this in the political system. And by supporting the one party or the other, they start, started getting entrapped and, and pulled into the Western way of life. And if our values they diluted over time. So we have seen that the Muslim leaders, whether they are, you can uh, give them a, 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 um, an excuse of naivety, whether they were aware of that or not, or they were complicit, either way. They played with the fire, the fire of secularism, the fire of the secular democratic values, the fire, the, the, all the values that the human beings are coming back to actually how to live the life in, in this dunya. That's the problem. So the Muslim leaders played with the fire. And what, guess what? The fire got to our home. The survey has actually been conducted about the, the attitude of the religious groups that included the Muslims, the Christians, and Jews, and asked them about how favorable they are about the LGBTQ lifestyle. And guess what? The Muslims, the groups actually were, were ranked the top, the highest, among the acceptability among the Muslim population. So this is the fire that we played with, and we got the fire into our homes. We would see that the Muslim kids, Muslim youth, are becoming trans. We are seeing the Muslim youth becoming lesbian, gay, and LGBT, whatever the, uh, the alphabet set, uh, soup of the day calls it for. So we see that there is a problem with the, with the response that we had about those assaults that were done after the 9-11. So the question we need to ask ourselves, obviously that did not work. What can we do now? How can we protect our families and ourselves from the hellfire? While the societies that we are living in essentially make us feel that our identity of a practicing Muslim is radical. And we don't want it to be associated with them. But if we accept these ideals which are antithesis or against Islam, that LGBTQ, the zina, the feminism, the freedom of choice, even the, the, the practice of wearing the hijab is being positioned by the Muslims as the freedom of choice. That's not. It's not a freedom of choice. It is an obligation by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we go up with the freedom of choice, then anybody can do anything. We, why are we venerating the freedom of choice? It's the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you venerate and make the sacrosanct their freedom of choice, then they can do anything. They can become a trans, they can become LGBT, they can become anything. 
They can even identify as a dog. And they will actually have a collar in their, in their necks and actually give their a leash to somebody else to so that they can actually walk them into the, the park. What we see is that this is eventually letting us to lose our religious identity. We need to make sure that we maintain what Islam actually came to, actually, uh, uh, to, to do us and actually look at Islam as a holistic system of life, not pick and choose. And this is Islam that needs to be implemented completely and comprehensively. We need to, this is why we need to fulfill our promise to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Protect our families from the hellfire. We need to work to fulfill the obligation of the bringing the Islamic state, Islamic system, Islamic Khilafah. Because only that actually is going to ensure that Muslims are living in a society in accordance with the criteria set by our Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our creator, our khalid. And we, with that, we would be able to implement the Sharia. That actually will help us protect from, uh, f- uh, from all this nonsense. And we will implement the Sharia. That actually will bring the justice, protect the innocent, and safeguard our deen, our way of life, in the hopes of achieving the highest level of Jannah in the Akhirah. Rasulullah said, Abu Hurairah narrates that, إِنَّمَا الْإِمَامُ الْجُنَّةِ يُقَاتِلُ مَنْ وَيُتَّقَ بِهِ Behold, the Imam is but a shield from you, from, from behind you which the field people fight and by which they protect themselves. Narrated by Muslim. Yes, we are in a state of war. The war of civilizations, war of ideas, war, war of ideologies. This, this is war between Islam and secularism. The only way we can protect ourselves is through Islam and the comprehensive implementation of Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in, uh, in Quran, Surah Al-Azab, Allah subhanahu wa saying, it is not for a believing man or woman when Allah and His Rasul has decided a matter that they should thereafter have any choice in that affair. And whoever disobeys Allah and His Messenger has certainly straight and clear error. Just another reminder from Surah Al-Ma'idah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that, Ya yulazina amanu, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is asking us to, to pay attention. Oh, you believe. Man yattadda minkum min andinihi. Whoever from you turns back from his, his, turns his back from the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fasawfa ya'ti Allah bi qawmin. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring a people who, uh, uh, he, he will actually bring a people who will replace us with some other people. And he gives three attributes, three qualities of those people. Yuhibbuhum wa yuhibbunahu. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will love them and they will love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They will be humble towards the believers and stern towards the disbelievers. They are going to fight in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the, the, the most important point that I wanted to bring out today is that they are not going to fear the blame of the blamers. Because we've sometimes think that if we stand for Islam the way it is revealed, we're going to get labeled. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that the people that He wants are the ones who do not fear the blame of the blamers. And the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not mean that I, I just keep on saying rhetorically or just verbally, I love you Allah, I love Rasulullah sallallahu The love means and demands that we completely implement what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed to us. 
by saying the words and not doing the actions, we actually are actually are in a deficit. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, reminding us about that. Then do you believe in part of the scripture and reject the rest? Then what is the recompense for those who do you so among them? Accept the disgrace in the life of this world and the day of resurrection. They shall be consigned to the most grievous torment. And Allah is not aware of what you do. So we cannot pick and choose that only we're going to do some rituals and leave the rest of the Islam to somebody else or someone, somebody on the, on the side. We need to realize that our families, our neighbors, all the Muslim lands and the world in large today is badly needs the mercy and the harmony and justice and the truth of Islam. According, it is a time that we as a community and Ummah work on and run our activism exclusively under the banner of Islam, and that we resume our mantle as the best nation raised for mankind. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Imran, Kuntum linnas, that you are the best nation produced as an example for the, for the mankind. Why? And actually it gives the reason for that. You enjoin what is right and forbid what is wrong. And you believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let us pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He gives a tawfiq to follow His guidance completely. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Let us enter into Islam completely and perfectly. And we also pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He do not replace us and He uses us. Because we want to be among those people who we rewarded on the Day of Judgment. So make, Allah, make sincere intention, make tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whatever we did in the past, obviously we cannot go back and fix it. But we can do tawbah. And do the tawbah al-nusuf. We, we, we want to attach ourselves to the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And give us and make, make the determination that we will follow the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala completely. We're going to pick and choose. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.